Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to season two of the Nakabi Diaries podcast, a platform dedicated to sharing the stories of the women behind the veil. This season, we will be speaking to more Muslim women from all walks of life as we continue to discuss their deep and intimate reasons for wearing the niqab. The Nakabi Diaries, our experiences, our perspectives, our voices. I'm your host, Samar, and thank you for listening. Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, sister. How are you? Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah, I'm fine. Alhamdulillah. Jazakallah khair for joining us today on the Naqabi Dari sister. Could you please introduce yourself for us and tell us a little bit about what you do? Yeah. Uh, this is Hajura Begum. I'm from uh, Telangana, the south of uh, India, and professionally, I'm an educator. Uh, I would be teaching uh, high-level standards and uh, IELTS training too. So basically, my living, I don't, <clears throat> I don't live on my profession or income itself because I do educate others only out of my passion towards teaching others, teaching about life skills and all. So I would be doing um, professional training too and I also do the social services related to the organization and NGO called TFC, Teach for Change, wherein we are hired, not paid, but it's a social service actually, wherein we help the government students as there are no sufficient teachers provided in the Indian schools, Indian government schools. So we would be hired there and we would be training or teaching those students out of our own passion, out of our self-will. So this is why I feel that I'm born to educate myself and to others. That's it. And related to the today's session, Nikhab, I feel it is uh, one's uh, own perception related to the uh, concept niqab. So there is no others have any idea or the feeling or attitude, appropriate attitude towards the thing. It's uh, basically the one who manages it, who always loves it. It depends on their own perception. So I don't think any other has to interfere their own thoughts on the person practicing it. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. So sister, could you um, tell us um, what made you want to wear the niqab and how did you begin to start wearing it? Actually, it started all because, uh, first, uh, first let me introduce you to my family. I'm from a very orthodox family. But from my father, uh, he was very orthodox, he was very religious, but instead he never forced me to wear niqab. He gave me full freedom to read, go through the things, all the religious practices and go through the modern education and choose whatever I feel better for myself because it is me. Basically, it is actually me who has to practice this not only by the force, but by my heart and mind. So he never forced me. So actually, I started wearing niqab only after my 11th class. So it was never forced on me. Uh, the thing I could say that the negligent or ignorant attitude shown by the youngsters towards hijabi made me wear one as I always avoided eye catching of these people. As you can see, during the um, younger age, around the um, 14 or 15 years, 
uh, opposite genders are attracted and i was never attracted as i have many brothers so i was been um, brought up with the males only so i had never any problem by looking at them but during those uh, age during during those age level i was uncomfortable looking at the um, attitude of the youngsters um, basically opposite gender so i felt that it is not appropriate to go through as i am as i present myself instead i started searching on the concept of nikab wherein my brothers and my father always helped me but never forced me so after going through constant research and uh, meeting with different uh, people and different religious people also i felt that wearing niqab is very uh, safe and it's a uh, unique protection for female so i started using it for myself alhamdulillah mashallah so would you say that you found it easy to wear the niqab basically it was very hard for me as i have already told you i have been always surrounded by the males of the family right. so i never felt that i have to wear a niqab between them but as i have started uh, i um, engulfed into it so much that now i cannot stay without it even in my husband's place uh, i cannot uh, come out in front of his friends although he doesn't have any problem he is not uh, uh, so much um, he doesn't give so much importance to the niqab but i as i have already been into it from past 10 years so now i cannot avoid it it's like uh, it came into my blood now that i have to uh, use niqab whenever i am with namarab uh, around mm-hmm. alhamdulillah so how old was you like when did you start wearing it roughly how long have you been wearing it for uh, i started wearing it at the age of 15 when mm-hmm. i started class 11 you usually according to the um, according to the islamic culture we have to start wearing it right from the puberty level i mean yeah. uh, from the age of 18 or 8 or 10 i have to start wearing it but as i told my parents my brothers they never forced me to do anything they always gave me options that you have you have to research on your own you have to think on your own have both the educations and then you decide on to do so i was never forced i got it attracted only after uh, my in class 10 because of the attitude of the youngsters and then i was forced towards i was forced towards the uh, wearing of niqab so at the age of 15 i have started okay. and alhamdulillah till now uh, almost 10 years and still i am continuing it alhamdulillah 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 so um On that note, I would assume that nobody in your family gave you any problems with regards to wearing it. They didn't have any obstacles because they was encouraging you to wear it at the same time while letting you have that freedom to choose. Is that correct? Yeah, not at all. Nobody forced. Nobody forced me. I don't. I don't even uh, face any obstacles uh, related to it. Although when I started wearing, my father, my abuji was very happy with it, and he tried to even impress me by getting me different types of niqab, different colors of niqab for me, so that I could choose from it, and I should not get devoid of it. Although he never forced me for it, but when I opted for myself, then he never uh, helped. He never uh, obstructed me. He always helped me out. Alhamdulillah. I never faced any problem in relation to hijab and niqab. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. So um you mentioned that your family is orthodox um quite orthodox um Islam they you know practice Islam like as much as possible. Alhamdulillah mashallah. 
Um, so would, how, how is, would you describe the area and your community as being the same or similar? And um, if not, um, how is the Niqab perceived by people in your community in general? Yeah, actually there is a problem in the community itself because uh, no two person can think in the same way. No two person can think in the same way. So it's a differentiation difference between the uh, mindset of the people. Uh, I have been through many uh, same community people wherein they don't feel niqab as important as it is not given in any of the orders. So they f don't feel that niqab is important. Uh, but according to me, I think uh, face is the most attractive part of a body, of any person's body, either male or female. Face is the most attractive part of the body. So I feel if that is covered, uh, maybe all the problems of the society could be erased, could be avoided. And onto that, if others, Namaharam, look at us, so that will be a bigger problem. That will create a bigger problem, not at the present right now, but maybe a bigger problem in the future. So I always try to help others and to, the, and to my siblings that I always promote it. I, I don't do as my father or my brothers did to me, that they never, they never forced onto me. They always gave me freedom. But I try... Hmm, to suggest, not forcing also, I, but I try to suggest my siblings or uh, in the community that they have to accept Nehav as it mm -hmm. is a very good thing, but it takes time for them to understand it. When they go through their own uh, uh, situations, only then I hope they understand it, the importance of it. Alhamdulillah. So do you have younger female siblings as well? Yeah, I do. I do. My brothers, uh, my brothers, daughters and all. Uh, so I have niece, uh, many of the niece and everything. Although we have very less uh, females in my family. Okay. We have more of uh, males in the family. But still they are very um, uh, attracted towards me as uh, I was the one in the family who started uh, wearing makeup. So everyone are very um, gratitude towards me and uh, they always listen to me whatever I say. So even I don't want to force on them. But I do suggest them seriously and positively in a positive way that they should accept it. As soon as they go and they enter into the age of Alhamdulillah. That's what I So have you ever faced any kind of abuse at all for wearing it in the community or even online or otherwise? Yeah, it's actually very different. It's actually very difficult sometimes in public places. Oh, but I am a person wherein I do short backfitting replies to such ill-minded people. I feel it's an illness, mental illness, that they produce such a type of abuses. Uh, the, uh, one thing, one uh, incident actually I wanted to share with you, that uh, I was working in the top, um, in the top of fifth uh, um, uh, famous schools of Telangana. Mm, which was uh, also mm, of IB curriculum, which was also considering of IB curriculum. I was into the ICSC board section and uh, I was not permitted to wear niqab around. Uh, then I uh, considered them for before, before signing the contract itself, I talked to them about it, that I would be wearing niqab and if possible around, I won't be working around the males. Uh, instead, I would love to work, work with the female candidates around. Mm. Uh, but after accepting through the contract, uh, after uh, around one or two months, uh, they started harassing me. The institution started harassing me on the um, appearance, on the appearance, 
and uh, they started uh, asking me forcing me to avoid the nikah so that i could but i said as i am an educator so my profession requires my profession demands expression so i said uh, in the class i don't wear nikab so it's not a big problem but i wear nikab only around the male candidate male the male colleagues who work with me yeah okay so it won't it shouldn't be a problem for the institution itself but this is that it, you know it's a religious importance not for us so when you are in the society you shouldn't accept that so i said okay fine i am ready to nullify the contract and uh, i debarred the contract so i moved i was i moved from the institution and i accepted the other institutions offer letter which was offered and alhamdulillah the another institution offered me the higher pay uh, less work time and more satisfaction to me alhamdulillah i think it's a grace of the god especially on to me that i accepted this and um, avoided the top five institution of the state of my state Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Mashallah, that's amazing. That's that's what Allah says. You know, if um, you know, when we when we leave something for His sake, He always gives us. He replaces it with something better. Subhanallah. Mashallah. So how? So can you talk more about your work and what you do for a living? And you know, how does the how do you think the nikab fits into that? actually see i mean i'm an educator as i told you so mm-hmm. it demands it demands uh, ex- various facial expressions and it demands uh, different kinds of uh, feelings the different tones the pitch the student you know they can't understand when we are in nikab mm-hmm. so obviously in class in front of the students i'm without nikab i do be in hijab but i don't wear nikab in front not the face veil uh, not the face veil so in class i have to open to them and uh, my students um, either they be males or females but they have a, a tender age you know they have uh, some tender mind although it would be very arousing that uh, they would be enthusiastic they would be lo- they would love to explore everything but even then i didn't i never faced any problem in front of my students so alhamdulillah it's all the organization the institution level the management level only it all creates a problem Uh, so uh, as part of my students and their parents uh, i i never faced any problem i never faced any problem in that alhamdulillah only it's the management level which needs to change their mindset their perspective of thinking about a, a unique a one religion a separate religion and separate them from all others so it doesn't matter for me it doesn't matter for me as i told you when uh, uh, someone's uh, wrist is suspended as it is said when someone's wrist is suspended it is sent by allah alone no matter what you do or uh, you have been doing so no matter i don't uh, i'm not convinced that i if i um, if i keep ready or if i uh, make happy the management of the institution then i would be provided better income or i would be happy or i would be satisfied no i don't think so i think if my allah is happy with me then naturally he will send the risk on me i don't need anyone i don't need management i don't need someone so institution to get my risk on my own If my Allah is happy, then naturally I'll get my risk on it. Alhamdulillah, so always I try, uh, neither the management nor, nor the students to be happy, but I try to make Allah happy. If He is happy, I'm happy, and then I can make everyone happy around in this world. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, mashallah. So sister, have you, have you traveled wearing the niqab at all? And um, what has that experience been like if you have? yeah that's a big issue again i always travel with the male members of my family so not much problem but in middle east countries it's okay 
but in European landscape again, it's it's getting worse and worse. I cannot travel there probably because uh, I have to show up my face so that for their identity and different processes and all. So I always try to go abroad with my male male members of the family so that they can be surrounded by me and if i have any issues with the niqab and all then they can face it but it's very difficult these days it's very difficult it's going very difficult these days the last time um, when i visited london to my brother's place it was uh, it was very horrible it was very horrible they asked me to remove uh, the whole veil instead of just i usually remove only the face veil and i'll be in the hijab so they asked me to remove the whole veil and uh, they cross-checked me and underwent into different uh, types of checking and that was uh, that gave me a real um, headache and real nightmare and um, from then on i decided that i i should never travel to these countries i should never travel i should never yeah, although i am surrounded by my male members only Actually, it's a, you know, uh, an impact given by the um, people itself. Though those ill-minded people have their own thinking and they try to spend all those uh, negativity around in the world. So yes. I try to avoid being surrounded by such negative people. Yeah, it's, it's difficult sometimes. I think, um, you know, like when it comes to airports, you can you can get really positive experiences or you can just get really bad experiences. And I suppose it just depends on who you meet that day you know some people you know I don't know like what it is but it's just like it's like Allah put them there for a test for us you know subhanallah because I remember one time traveling um um coming back from a country I came into London um at the airport and um for the first time actually it was a woman at the desk um and usually you just you know you just lift your veil and show your face for identification but she was like really trying to make a big fuss about it and she was like oh i need to like you know and you need to move more of the veil and you know she wanted me to take it off and she wanted to see all my forehead and everything and i was just thinking like you know she was going so i thought she was just being a bit over the top to be honest because you know people do um change their hair color and you know eyebrow color even these days all this kind of thing so if you've maybe for example even somebody who's not wearing the niqab or somebody who does non-muslim for example who doesn't even wear the hijab if that person's changed the color of their hair or they've bleached their eyebrows or done something you know they're going to look slightly different in their from their passport picture you know but so are you going to say well oh is it a, i don't know if it's a rule that people have to for example make sure they look exactly the same as on their passport picture like you have to make sure their hair color is the same and things like that because that can really dramatically change the look of a person so i just thought she was being a bit over the top when she wanted to see my forehead as well you know so but yeah it's just like that sometimes you get some people they try to make life a little bit difficult for you subhanallah yeah subhanallah so sister um have you met anybody in your community who's um been forced into wearing the niqab at all or have you met any other sisters who for example they would like to wear the niqab but their family is preventing them from wearing it or somebody maybe a husband or they feel that they can't wear it because people don't want them to wear it um actually in my family it's not such thing as i have already told you although my father was very orthodox but he never forced me so it's the same thing for the my habib's family also he never forced me he gave me full freedom to do whatever i want so he never forced me although i as i was into it from past 10 years so i cannot uh, remove it now i cannot be open to all 
so i always use nikah whenever his friends are around at home for a party you know so it's never been uh, like forced and yes it's actually heart wrenching to impose others thoughts on people uh, one incident which i would like to relate here is while i was working with tfc an ngo i came across this girl who was forced to avoid the nikah if she wants to get educated in a government school when i came across this i just went and met with the um, child's parent the girl's um, parent and uh, i spoke to them about it how it can be so the parents uh, as they belong to the lower middle class standards so the girl was left with no option she has to choose either nikah or the education uh, so they told me that uh, now you suggest us what we have to do at this point of uh, thing so i said uh, it's okay I, i even i couldn't understand i cannot manage there at that time as i was into a government school i was not even i was not permitted to remove the rolls from the register and i cannot um, force this girl to wear it again instead i tried to contact with the management management of the school and i spoke to them that is a religious requirement and let her enjoy whatever she feels comfortable in why you are engulfing the into the um education with religious practices but still um, i don't think in india it's very difficult to uh, change the people's mindset which are always on the negative side so it's very difficult it's very difficult i couldn't i couldn't although i took uh, two three sessions of the um, secretary sessions on the management too but it didn't help and i even i felt very um, um, a uh, heavy burden you know that i couldn't uh, help out this girl who wanted who really wanted to wear the niqab but because of the because of her condition because of the um, situations at school as she has to get educated first so she was left with no option and even i had uh, um, couldn't I, even i couldn't work out the things which i wanted to do so it's going on as it is in india it's very difficult really difficult for any religion or for particularly in islam to follow the rules um, especially for the female so you so do, you, do you think that um uh there like it's something that this basically do you think that it's like um they're trying to prevent um muslim girls or is it you because you mentioned like it's difficult if you try to follow any religion um so can you like kind of explain that a little bit more um are you saying that india's maybe trying to be more secularized um and not have like not allow people the freedom of expression of their religion in um the education system actually yeah the freedom of religion as it is only in the papers here in india i suppose freedom of religion is only on the papers on the ground level when we visit uh, i have been into many ngos wherein i work for different types of people uh, i see that the mentality the mentality of the people has changed from past 5 to 6 years i don't know what what the reason i couldn't uh, sort out the reasons behind it uh, but uh, the mentality the mindset of the people have changed drastically towards islam i don't know what is this i i do, i do think that it's a islamophobia which is uh, um, waving its uh, um, powers from the westernization of the uh, people or i don't understand this but it's a uh, it's very it's very very hard wrenching you know i feel heavy hearted that uh, i am coming across such situations wherein i am not able to help at all wherein i pray for them but i cannot help i cannot help them working on it very 
difficult for me to understand the change the change of the perspectives of the people the people the friends you know my in my friend circle itself uh, the friends who used to be very casual to me during my uh, college time and now distancing from myself because i belong to islam now because i have started wearing niqab so they are distancing themselves from me from the society i don't know what made them so uh, but still the change is coming out i don't i don't know whether this change is for good or bad but the change is there in the society which is also affecting the education system in india subhanallah so on that note would you would you describe the niqab as being a barrier and if so in which sense see in the education field it is uh, basically they are taking up as a barrier itself as the Mm, if you are in a niqab you are not allowed to sit in the schools in the classrooms and if you are in the niqab even even in the public places even in the public places people look uh, awkward towards the niqabis i don't know what made them but if if the girl is not in a niqab then everyone are free to stare at her everyone are free to pass comments on her no no uh, regardless of the comments what type of comments it belongs to so i think the society is accepting such a cheap culture around it uh, in the past it was neither like this because even i used to go to the park daily with my brothers i never faced this such thing but now when my siblings they share the situations uh, during those fun time also with me i feel feared i feel feared that where the, where our society where our society is going for so i think uh, i don't think uh, actually niqab is a barrier but it protects a human being and it depends on the human being itself whether they want to opt it or not and if it's if they feel that it's a great protection from others then they will surely accept it i don't think it as a barrier alhamdulillah alhamdulillah so um would you say that um with all this kind of um restrictions with teaching or students that want to wear the niqab would you say that there's a difference between the um assist a girls allowed to wear the hijab for example the headscarf is that okay yeah headscarf is permitted it headscarf is permitted even the present institution where i'm working in headscarf all the girls should have to wear headscarf there hmm. if if the child belongs to the other religion then uh, it depends on them it's permissible for them to wear it or not so by with the effect of the with the effect of the muslim females even the other religion people they try to wear it they try to they are trying to wear it into their own costumes and even the parents even their parents are happy that my child is safe but usually it's a common thing you know wherever the university the colleges are there so youngsters will be gathered around there usually after the time nobody can avoid that so the parents even the parents uh, give feedback that their child feels secured when they are in a niqab or else and there in the muslims in the niqab and the other religious uh, parents they say that it's actually good that my child is covered completely from head to toe wherein the other youngsters they cannot see her if they can't see their beauty so naturally they won't comment any past they won't, they won't have any comments so there won't be any issue in the um, mindset of the females because i think the the comments passed by the uh, stupid people you know they, it really reflects the mind and mm. the mind of the youngster it changes drastically it changes and it changes and it changes 
and uh, i would like to tell one situation wherein um, uh, in that uh, first year of my teaching i was uh, taking up classes for the class 10th uh, standard uh, and i have seen the change in the um, girl students of my class uh, i changed the, i have observed that behavior i have observed her behavior and her grade drastically reduced so i spoke to her and then i took a class with her parents then i came to know that it was the draw the comments passed on by some of the youngsters uh, at the time of uh, coming and uh, going to and fro from the school area so i said better you have to avoid it or else you start covering yourself as it is always given as it is already the given in the islam that you have to get yourself covered up you have to cover yourself whenever you reach the level of the property so you always you are in already in 15th year or year 8 so you have to start wearing it to get provide to get uh, protected from these type of things you have to cover yourself so better she started and um, with uh, it took although it took time but uh, within two months she again came back to her own own grade so the grade she left again she came back to the same grade and uh, alhamdulillah um, at the same on the in the same year she was she got um, 10 gpa <coughs> alhamdulillah she got 10 gpa in the same year and i was very happy with her and that their parents parents also they took my personal they invited me personally and they told to the management itself that uh, you your management should hire uh, such type of persons who can understand the children's mindset not only their education but they have to think of the well being of the child mm. so uh, this is this is a kind of a teacher wherein uh, she has to be appreciated around and i was on basing on that i was even appreciated i was given a, an extra paycheck also and i was given a certificate and award also on to that so that is that's a different thing that's a different thing that alhamdulillah that the grace of the allah that when i teach um, modern education along with islamic education so that's a reward uh, naturally i have, i accept that so it's a natural reward from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. So, so this, is your, um, is your sorry, is your is the school that you work in? Is it like a Muslim-run school, or is it an Islamic school? No, it's a, actually both both educations here. Uh, the institution which I work is a very vast institution wherein they teach all levels of education. Mm-hmm. They also prepare students for the common entrance test. and recently this year in iit my institution uh, student of my institution kara got ninth uh, air all india rank so it's all from the basic level to the highest level up to the common interests okay mashallah i was just asking that because you mentioned that even the you said that even the non muslim girls in your school that their parents encourage them to wear um, you know scarves and cover themselves as much as possible So that's what I was wondering yeah. like is is it a, a Muslim run school or or some type of Islamic school where um because for example in England um in the UK we do have like some Christian schools and um you know when if you if um you, they do allow people of other religions to join the Christian schools but obviously when you go to a Christian school there's certain rules that you might have to follow which is you know along with the lines of Christianity for example you know you don't have to wear crosses or anything like that but you might have to go and attend the um assembly which has like prayers and different things like that so that's what i was wondering like is it a, a muslim school that um or muslim run school that the um non muslim um students even uh, are encouraged to wear scarves 
actually uh, it's a school with a both the education uh, the students have to opt um, at the time of the enrollment mm-hmm. so whether they opt for this education or whatever they want uh, they can opt it and basing on that they will be <coughs> sorted out in different classes basing on their own religion if they want okay. to get adjusted with the muslim students muslim females also they can adjust with the um, same class also okay. it's not a um, problem for you but here um the dress code is common for everyone unless <coughs> irrespective of the religion they belong so dress code is the same uh, if the non muslims want to um, avoid hijab they can avoid it but during the assembly hours and all they have to be in the hijab okay. and after that if they want to remove it they, they are free to remove it's not a compulsory thing okay alhamdulillah alhamdulillah it's really interesting inshallah Okay, so um, what advice would you give to any young girls, um, any any young women even, or even older women, sisters, Muslim sisters who would like to wear the hijab, um, but they've been, like, they're a little bit hesitant to wear it or they don't feel confident to wear it? What would you advise them? Yeah, my sincere advice would be, Uh, we should never uh, we should never listen to what others say we should do our own research we should think on our own because allah subhanahu wa taala has uh, given us a unique mind a unique mind wherein we can think for our own self we don't need to be influenced by others we have our own mind alhamdulillah we are called ashraful makhlu so we have to use that sense and uh, do research on different types of teachings on different types of teachings when we research on it our mind our own mind will give us answers what to follow and what not to follow so as i told my parents they although they belong to a very orthodox family very religious type but still they never forced me they gave me full freedom to think of it to, to read out to search out and then you follow whatever you are but they were still supporting me whatever i do they do they did support me so it's the same thing i say to the all the to any or all the sisters who are willing to wear the niqab actually a very good thing from my sense it it gives a great protection uh, for the female uh, family and also it uh, apart from that actually a um, religious obligation and then you have to follow it but if you are not forced then it's up to you you have to decide but it's actually a good thing wherein you feel protected you feel uh, you feel uh, free for it you feel great freedom out of it whenever you are in you don't uh, you don't need to hide your expressions in it but you are alhamdulillah protected with it and uh, along with that uh, even the complexion even our complexion with the uh, pollutants cannot be hurted with the wear of niqab this is a uh, only thing you know the youngsters get uh, affected with i do tell to my siblings if you are on to a makeup if you want if you want the makeup not to be spoiled then you have to wear niqab i post yeah. so it's uh, on a lighter mode but uh, it's a thing that it uh, rejuvenates our iman mm. i feel i don't know about others but uh, by wearing the niqab i feel that it rejuvenates my iman it helps me increase the uh, increase my iman levels wherein i can do one after the other the good things which are prescribed so i think it's the first only the first step wherein i can control my own self that i am not an exhibit i am not to be exhibited for everyone 
So I have to use niqab and I have to protect myself and I have to cover myself to where I feel myself comfortable and not at the comfort of others. So sister, would you say that sisters who wear the niqab get treated differently from sisters who wear the hijab? No, I, I don't usually. I don't. And uh, I don't try to um, impart those things in my life. But I give them special uh, attention towards them because of their appearance. I try to give them special appearance because of them. This is small, you know, the younger kids, when they start wearing niqab, they feel shy because of their niqab, unable to express themselves. So I try mm -hmm. to give them special attention, listening to them, lending a special ear to them and giving them special uh, tips so that they can come out of that uh, uh, level of discomfort into the level of comfort. I, I don't feel I don't feel it's a barrier, and I always do um, suggest everyone to accept it. Okay. Yeah. So um, on the on the um, just the end interview now, um, what um, does the niqab mean to you, sister? As I told you, it rejuvenates my iman. I don't, I don't think it's a barrier that covering myself will cover my thinking, will cover my freedom, will cover my expressions. I don't think so. Even in a niqab, I can express myself boldly. I can express myself boldly without covering myself. So I don't, I don't think the niqab is a barrier or anything to me. I feel it, actu it actually empowers me. It actually empowers me. I don't, I don't want people to recognize me with my faith. Instead, I want people to recognize me with my knowledge, with my thoughts, with my words, not with my faith. This is what I think about Nikah. So it, gets, it really gives me freedom to speak boldly about others. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, sister. for giving us your time. And, and joining us today on the on the Niqabi Diaries. I really appreciate it. Alhamdulillah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, sister. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. The Niqabi Diaries Season 1 ebook with clickable links for each episode is available now. Complete with 52 illustrations and inspirational quotes from each podcast guest. Click on the link in the description to get yours.